Alright, the Lord is good. If you believe it, give me an amen. amen. Alright, can we rise to our feet again? We'll sit down in a moment, but I just want us to uh, together declare the word of God as we do before we start studying. Now I declare. has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding as a result of this. Walking the manner worthy of the Lord, I am pleasing Him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work, and I am increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it is making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. I said Amen. Amen. That is your portion today in Jesus' name. Understanding has come to you again in the name of Jesus. And healing has come into your stomach, into your legs, into your head, every part of you today in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, can I again say something in one of those, of course, I quote his messages a lot. He said those days that he used to do outreach programs, uh, healing meetings, that it never used to happen, that it was rare for any of his church members to get healed during the healing meetings. People, this is dramatic healings, but usually they're not their church members. Outsiders, unbelievers, people who never heard the word of healing, all right? But his church members never died. They always got well. They always got well. Just as usually was not dramatic. The word would just be entering them slow, slow. Are you getting my point? Slow, you know what they call, what they call slow poison? Do you remember slow poison? Yes, just they kill the diseases slow, slow. Slow, slow. The man that was not seen well before starts seeing clearly as the word is entering his heart. Are you getting my point? The heart that was beating regularly before starts beating well. Small, small. Nothing dramatic. Because they are believers. There was no, God was not trying to do a miracle for them. He was trying to put life into them. And life was working. Life was working. Life was working. And life is working in you. Amen. I said life is working in you. Amen. As the word is coming forth, life is working in you. Amen. It's releasing life into your system. Amen. As the word is coming forth, it's driving away sickness. Amen. It's driving away every affliction. Amen. It's driving away confusion. Amen. It's driving away every trouble. Amen. It's giving you a sound mind. Amen. I said it's giving you a sound mind. Amen. It's giving you confidence. Amen. It's giving you the ability to reject the lies of Satan. Amen. Believe me, most of the things people operate by, they are lies of Satan. Uh, they lie plenty. Satan lies all kinds of ways. <laughs> there was one I saw the other day. I said, they started again, you know? I was watching news. In fact, if you are not strong in spirit, stop watching news. Just stop. Just stop entirely. I'll be telling you the one that's important. Don't worry. <laughs> Very funny. You know, you hear all kinds of things. They say that uh, we start conserving water. Water is about to finish. I say, oh, more. <laughs> that fresh water is getting scarce. And that they give us calculation of how we won't have enough water to drink in 30 years' time. I was looking at these people. I said, when I was in secondary school, water used to move in a cycle. It's not crude oil that burns. It evaporates. It condenses. No matter what you do with water, it's coming back. He, this will tell us that you have to now conserve water. They even said that how you can conserve water. Don't eat meat because for every, I'm not joking, every kilogram of meat, the cow needs to drink 10 gallons of water. No, like uh, maybe 5,000 gallons of water. To produce for you one kilogram of meat. So if you eat less meat, the cow there will be less cows that need water, and there will be more water available in the environment. 
I say it's not good to, for God to place a curse on people. Though. When God has cursed people, they start talking stupidly, foolishly. Obama woke up, wake up and say, love is love. If Adam wants to marry Steve, I said, God, thank you that he did not reject me and put me into madness. All forms of madness. They said, when I was saying to that day, I was watching, they said, echo solutions, don't eat meat. Why? So that the cow won't need to drink water. I felt like rushing to the market and eating the whole cow. You're getting my point? People operate by the lies of the devil all the time. And then naturally will just wake up, remove two breasts and two ovaries. Why? Her auntie died from breast cancer. And somebody said, maybe she will get. I said, thank God I go to church. You know, one of my colleagues sent a picture today. I laughed. It showed a big snake, actually a python or a boa constrictor, one of them. All right? Picking a, a fish, one big fish up. And it's not, there was a caption on it. They said, this is how the media will report this. Brave snake rescuing a fish from drowning. <laughs> Did you hear that joke? A brave snake is rescuing a fish from drowning. When I saw it, I said, this is a perfect... I can show you the picture afterwards. I said, this is a perfect illustration of what the world does to us today. They take a basic truth... And say it's the other way. A snake that's about to eat is rescuing fish from drowning. You know, if you don't think about it, you say, okay, it's true. Maybe why are you sure he doesn't want to rescue the fish from drowning? They have to tell you, oh boy, fish doesn't drown. <laughs> fish does not drown. Do you know? This is how they will now get up and tell you. Do you know, right now in America, the Supreme Court is hearing a case of whether. A little boy, a young boy, teenager, a boy, whether he has the right to use a female bathroom. It is in Supreme Court now in the United States. There is discrimination. Why? Should you, be, should you be allotted bathroom based on your appearance or your identity? So a normal Nigerian will say, what's the difference between your appearance and your identity? So if we come out, you know, usually when, anyway, I mean, I, I did the obstetrics posting when I was a medical student. And our school that time, when a woman delivers, you don't tell her it's a boy or it's a girl. You show her, she will open her mouth and say, she will take a look at the genitals and say, it's a boy or it's a girl. The, that was the rule. In our own environment, there, that no, the doctor doesn't say it, the nurse doesn't say it, the patient says it. That same boy, that the mother looked and said, it's a boy. 17 years later, he goes to school, say, I won't go peace. She headed for the female segment. They said, go the other way. He said, discrimination. Why? I am, my identity is female. How come you know you are female? He said, that is how I feel. So when I wake up in the morning, I feel like a cockroach. <laughs> are you getting my point? Ah! I said, God. So I told my colleagues, I said, this is why I hold on to my faith in God. Because when you depart from faith in God, you become so foolish you are so foolish, you won't even realize how foolish you are. In your foolishness, you think you are normal. Ah, the world is upside down. But for those of us in Christ, there is hope, amen? amen. That is why I rejoice all the time. I don't live my life by the lies of the devil. They wake up in the morning and just make up their mind for you. And if you are not careful, now you don't see hungry people say they don't eat egg. So who gave you egg before? <laughs> I know you don't eat egg, but is it because of health or because of poverty? Let's decide. 
He said, doctor says it's bad for me. He said, your pocket told you it's worse. No, forget all of these things. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, when the word is entering you, it prevents you from living your life by the lies of the devil. A man does business, he collapses. They say it is wife's mother. It's not so she's powerful. Why has she not used the power to build a mansion? Her power can only destroy your business. It's a lie. For those of us who know the truth, we don't believe such lies. Why was I sick? Somebody was doing a incantation that you fall sick. Say so he doesn't have that power. Was he here? I was preaching. I wasn't worried. I said, there are prayers you pray. God gets angry. Do you know that? There are prayers you pray. God is just angry. Say so he has come again. Gabriel, go and tell him. If I hear this prayer point again, I will enjoy him. And you know it's in the Bible. God, not, people can be, God can be angry with your behavior. And you, I mean, let me give an example. You told Jeremiah, if you are afraid of them, I will disgrace you before them. There are prayer points that you pray. God will now make your life hard. Let me give you an example. He said, my auntie is the one that said I will not marry. You now kneel down and start praying. In the name of Jesus, I counsel every word that she has spoken. God said, listen, get up from the other wise. I will kill you so that your dead body will not even think about marrying. When did your auntie start sharing her husband? I don't know where I get my point. Yes. When did your auntie become the one sharing out husband? There are prayer points God doesn't want to hear. I'm not joking. No. When they tell your auntie, said, say, forget that thing. You won't take it serious. Why should I take it serious? I'm going on the road. One crazy man does me, and I should go and pray. So why are you praying? I was passing today. I saw people doing like this on the road. And I think they are casting a spell on me. I'm not joking about it. From now on, there are certain prayer points you must never pray. When somebody comes with revelation that they have discovered that your uncle is the one that said that your business will never do well. He said, why didn't you tell me? He said, no, no, it's in the village doing the thing. If you come up in prayer about it, your business is about to collapse for longer. What are you supposed to do? I will give it to you straight. Ignore it and sleep. The only response, tell the person that, get away. Nobody has that power. That's the only response you need. We've not get up at night and say, hey, I begin to bind every force fighting my destiny. As I was saying, you're thinking of your uncle. <laughs> every force fighting my destiny. Die by fire. Die by fire. Let me tell you the truth. Your future is being roasted by fire. And that's not supposed to be a joke. The, your next business will be roasted before you conceive of it. God just gets angry. Say, so what kind of thing is this? Mouth you should be using to pray serious prayer point. You are using it to pray rubbish prayer point. Listen, there are prayers you pray. It's a sign of fear. You know, I keep on saying that. It's a sign of fear. Say, your uncle, you know, he's, an, he's a juju man. He has said he will not prosper. There's only one response. Say to them, he doesn't have the power over my prosperity. Don't wake up at night and say, Lord, every arrow he's firing. God say, listen, listen. The only arrow, I've said it here before. The only arrows are the ways that Satan sends people to sit in your hearing. So as to scare you. When you start praying, that prayer, that arrow has actually entered. You don't know. You said the man is firing arrow. That prayer is a sign that that arrow has, and you are directing your prayer at a wrong arrow. Nobody from the village can tell a Christian that he will not prosper. But let me tell you, I'll be honest with you. This message where they preach it, the Holy Spirit knows I'm tired of it. But I have to keep saying it. Are you getting my apostle? When I want to look, I just feel like I'll be embarrassed. If somebody who has sense is listening to me and say, why is this guy approaching about arrows from the village? (laughs) 
Who knows that it's the people I'm preaching to? I have to solve the problem. When you have all kinds of clowns in town, confusing them, you have to wash the feet of the saints. They are, they are washing the feet is not just physical washing. You say you are cleansed if you have had a bath. That is, if you have been washed by the you know, by redemption in Christ, you are clean. But then why do you still have to wash your feet? Every day you go out, you, you, you get into dust, all those kind of things. Bad thoughts, bad opinions, people deceiving you. After a while, you just want to say, Pastor Bank, let's just be sure. Eh? I heard that. I'm not saying I believe it too, but let me just hear your opinion. That's why we say all of these things. It's called washing of feet. We are washing the feet of the saints. From wrong thoughts, wrong attitudes, wrong opinions. People confusing them, giving them prayer points that God did not give them. That's what I'm talking about. Are you getting my point here? Listen, as the word, that's where I began from. As the word is entering you, it's immunizing you against all these wrong thoughts. It's immunizing you against wrong opinions. It's immunizing you against living your life by fear. Praying prayers of fear, thinking they are prayers of faith. It's well with you in Jesus' name. Let's take our seats. We'll stand up in a moment to pray. It's our school of prayer. But I want us to just, first of all, um, look at some things briefly. I titled my prayer today, Purification Prayers. What they call purification? Yes, to purify. When something has been defiled, a bit of dirt has come upon it, you have to purify it. And you will see why I'm talking about it. The Lord is good. I preached this message on Sunday in Makodi. And as I was preparing for today's prayer meeting, it came to my mind again. I said, no, it would be a good way to start our purification prayers for today. Our message is on purification. I want to talk about how to pray again for ourselves. I want to pray for ourselves, not really talk about it. What it is that we need to do when it comes to praying. As I was saying in introducing this prayer for today, I was emphasizing to us again, please, let's forget this African mentality in which we feel that our fight is against people. Please, I need to keep saying that. Alright? Everywhere you go, that is the main thing that people are talking about. It's the posters you see. It's an anti-waiting I do you. Uncle, free me now. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> One of the funniest ones is um, um, needed in the city but tied in the village. You see that one. You can see one man tied with rope like, like, like Lazarus, you know, from his neck down to his ankles. And then the prayer point is that today we are going to free everyone that is tying him. Let me just say this again because um, I just feel strongly that I should just explain it. Please, 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 do not confuse issues. Because when I talk like this sometimes, those who have only seen home movies and bad stories, they say you don't know how powerful African witches are. Listen to me. I know how powerful African witches are. I just want to clarify for those who may have the question in their minds. Nobody is saying that devil does not exist. Occultists and witches and wizards don't exist. What I'm saying is that no matter how wicked they are, no matter how bad the laws of Nigeria are written, it does not apply to an American in his country. What I mean is this. Me, or the believer, the Christian, and the so-called witches are not in the same realm. They are not in the same category. Most of the stories you hear are stories of people in the same realm fighting each other. I've heard those stories again and again. There was one girl, the woman auntie said, this one, this one. And for eight years, the pregnancy refused to come down. And then, when I began to pray, and then suddenly, so tonight, if anything has been surprising in your life, you begin to pray that those who are holding it. There's a major part that has been jumped. Who is the girl? 
Who's our auntie? Are we in the same category? I don't know what, are you getting my point? Even Fela used to sing it too. You know, you know Fela has a song like that. Me are you no day for the same Ugadi gold. You know remember that song? <laughs> Why can't you even learn from Fela? <laughs> even Fela. People come in different categories. That's what I'm saying. And the believer is in a different category. So don't tell stories of those who are in the below category. And not apply to those who are seated high above category. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That is all my messages. I'm saying that the believer in Christ Jesus has been delivered from the realm in which those mundane spirits can handle him or can handle her to the realm in which only what God says applies in the person's life. I just, I, do, I feel like I should say it again today. I'm not saying that the Christian doesn't have problems. I'm just saying that the problems are not caused by those funny things. Where your placenta was buried is irrelevant to your current issues in life unless you are not a Christian. Unless you have not yet truly given your life to Christ. When you start digging for buried things, it shows that you are thoroughly confused or you are not yet a believer. I will say these things the way they are. If you follow anybody to the village to go and deliver any witch from a tree, your problems will get worse. I am not telling you that maybe I am confirming it to you as a mouth through which God is speaking to people this evening that anybody that goes for such activities will get worse problems. Please get it clear. One day one of my students, he came to me. He said, we're having some problems. When he finished describing it, I said, so, he says, mother said you should go for a prayer. What happened? I was just joking in class. I was teaching a medical class. I was just joking about things like the people would just be praying foolish prayers. The boy now came and said, please, oh, his mother has been pursuing him for days. They need to go and pray. And that he has refused to go. So based on what I said that day, he was now, he was happy that somebody was saying, so he came to talk to me. What do I think? I said, of course, you don't need those funny prayers. And he was having some small health issues. You understand? He described it to me that that's some of the reason why the mother was saying they should go for a prayer. So that day I was in a hurry. Next time he came, he said, hey, that thing he was saying last time. I said, oh boy, your problem is because of the way you sit when you are reading. Of course, based on my understanding of what you call uh, physiology, all right, and then experience in life, and I believe it was Holy Spirit helping the young man. I said, when you, read, when you sit down to read, I just, I just demonstrated his post, posture for him. I said, this is how you sit. His eyes popped. He said, yes, sir. I said, your problem will, get, will vanish. One, get another chair. Or, if you have to use the chair you're using currently, every 30 minutes, get up, walk. You know, just walk a bit for one minute, sit down again. I just described a few things to him. That was what he was going to go home for deliverance for. And those evil spirits, they are looking for who to hold. Once they know you are, you are responsive. Listen, let me tell you the truth. That's how they are. Those of you have been going to prayer houses. You are, I don't need to ask you to put up your hand. You, are, you know you are, in, you, are, you are in bondage. It's true now. You know you are in bondage. You exchange one form of bondage for another. That's what that happened. Before the prayer house, you were not sleeping well, but you were in your house. But now with the prayer house, you are not sleeping well, but you are in the prayer house. But your sleep has not come. How can it come? One day my wife and I were talking. We were talking about some issues. Some people had problems and the problem had ended. I wanted to tell him how the problem ended. I told my wife the problem hasn't ended. I said the problem has been postponed. There will be a rematch. The devil is coming back. I said, 
what's my reason? I said this deliverance is not on the right premise. A man and his wife were having issues. Are you getting my point? And the, the man was told by all these people that do divination and familiar spirits and all of that, claiming to be prophets, that your wife is the reason why you are having problems. So he estranged himself from his wife for a long time. Then one day, a more credible prophet turned around and proved to him that his wife was not the cause of his problem. So he reconciled with his wife. And everybody was happy. I said, bad news. I said, bad news. Why do I say bad news? The man, the problem has not been solved. It's been postponed. Now, God is good, though. He helps people the little he can. The one they allow him. What do I mean? If he understood who he was in Christ, he, did, does, he, did, he wouldn't have needed any prophet to tell him anything. If indeed he was in Christ, it is not as if, okay, now that they have proven to you that your wife is not a witch, so you are not reconciled to her. So you know, if nobody proved it, what will have happened? Now, we all agree she was never a witch. And he's sorry for the days in which he believed it. But you see, the main problem is that you are susceptible to somebody telling you that your wife is a witch. Because a more wicked prophet may show up tomorrow and give you more evidence. That it's not your wife this time, it's your children. Or your mother. And once they can convince you your mother is a witch, you are dead meat. Ah, you won't finish. If your wife is a witch, it's bad though. At least they can convince your wife is a witch, it's bad. But it's not as terrible the way I've seen it as when they now convince your mother is a witch, especially when your father has died. You see what I'm saying in a moment. If you are not married and they convince you your mother is a witch, <laughs> you can't live long. We have to explain these things. The reason is that people are heading bondage all the time because they don't understand how things work. God has helped some of us. We're not really for our own personal gain. God has given us understanding so as to deliver people. That's where I'm going. So beware. Once somebody can... Look, See all these single boys that are doing business? Maybe, now listen to this. Oh. They haven't married. And why they have not married, we'll talk about that in a moment. But he's helping his mother. The mother is a pensioner or never worked in civil service, but she's not, I mean, she's a widow. She's, you know, she's, a, she's a woman of nine, and this is her only son. Are <laughs> you getting my point? Uh-huh. Then, listen to what I want to say carefully. When the evil spirits want to kill him. In this life, even when you are not a Christian, there are people who are helping you. And God is still merciful even to unbelievers. You think God kills every unbeliever? No. He, he shows them a lot of mercy. That's why he reinforces equally. As it's raining on unbelievers' roof, it's raining on believers' roof. As it's raining in the unbelievers, uh, on the believers' farm, it's raining on the unbelievers' farm. It's mercy. It's not geography. It's mercy. I hope you get my point. When federal government pays salary, all these workers, believers, unbelievers, they get. Have you ever gone to a company and say, everybody working here is a Christian? That's why we pay salaries regularly. I lie. God knows what he's doing. There are reasons why he blesses even unbelievers. Even there are people he has given up on. God gives up on people. He still will be blessing them. He said, why? He said, he has children. Let me collect the thing I left in his lineage. So we give the man money so he can pay fees, children can eat. Some of those children will go to school, they give their life to Christ, and God says, your father will not die until you don't need him again. <laughs> the man will be prospering, he thinks iniquity pays. He doesn't know that his children that is the one that God is sustaining him for. 
all the wickedness of his soul. God said, forget him. Just, just be paying those fees. I'm okay. I will send it to her later. But right now, <laughs> right now, be paying the school fees, buying the food, paying house rent, or building house, settle those boys for me. Settle those girls. So that they can focus on the thing I want to do in their lives. So the man now thinks that the, the preaching you are preaching against judgment, about judgment day is not true. Because for all the evil he's doing, he's still making it. He doesn't know that God knows what he's doing. For those people that after they disobeyed God, and God said 40 years you'll be in the wilderness. They were prospering 40 years, eating free food. Well, God was waiting for them to die after their children would grow up. <laughs> so many times, listen, this is a matter of fact, the young man is there. God is showing him small mercies. Business is doing well. What he doesn't realize is that the reason why God is showing him mercy is that every month he does not remember, forget to send his mother something. He decided to build a house in the village. Not because he needed it, but so that his mother could move in there. Christmas time, he will buy clothes, buy things, send to his mother. The mother will share with two or three of her sisters. And all of them will say, Ah, my friend, Emeka, my son, Emeka, is a very good, our brother, our son, Emeka, good boy. God will bless him for us. God will add it to the reason why he's alive. Then one day they will call him and say, Ah, you know that your cousin. He's not doing well, but he's, he's trying, shall he's got not God admission. But there's no money to pay. Then he will send money. Ah, they say God will keep him for us. God adds it to the reason why he's alive. And one day when the enemies, his business competitors want to kill him, they will go to go and hire a winch. <laughs> go and hire Balaam against him. Balaam will try to kill him. And God will say, no. Every day what I hear, oh, God will bless him, maker. God will keep him for us. Oh, God will help him. He is so kind. His kindness is speaking. So when Balaam talks, because the Lila know they hear. So the people who are fighting him, what has he done against them? Nothing. But God is, so they say that, but Lord, remember those two girls. They are not in the market, they are somewhere else. Those two girls he's fornicating with. Is it not in the scriptures? Well, say, I know, but I can't kill him yet. There's, there are too many people saying God will keep him for us. So Balaam will now go to go and meet Balak. It's like in the Bible. Say, so what do we do? We have to separate him from his mother, separate him from the aunties, separate him from all those who are saying God will keep him for us. So what do we do? So he's having problems. Get one of those girls to push him to go and pray. He will now be talking to one, one new girlfriend he has. I don't know what's going on. I will now come from one of those terrible churches. I won't mention names. But most of them have fire in their titles. Most of them, no, no, go and check it. They have fire. My mother called me today, we're talking about something. Mention, we say, one uh, fire mountain, fire problem, fire. I said, is it MFM? He said, no, 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 not MFM. Fire, it's another fire one, shah. I said fire. <laughs> so they will have those kind of fire things. Then the boy will foolishly, of course, he doesn't know. Doesn't know that's where Balak is waiting. That's where Balaam has sent, you know, that's the enticement. They will start praying, say, Ah, your mother is a witch. Two of your aunties are in the coven with her. 
And these are the same people that have been saying to God. They, 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 they don't kneel down to pray. They just say it. Oh, God will keep him for us. The young man will foolishly... Of course, they will tell him that every money you give them, they carry it to COVID. And that is why you've been having these problems. Next thing that happens, what does he do? He cuts that off. Then the mother falls sick one day. Buy medicine now. I don't have any money. Call a maker now. He has not been taking my calls. Maybe he traveled. Did somebody say which kind of travel? I was in his office just last week. He didn't go anywhere. Ah. And the mother is beginning to wonder. Remember, she never prayed directly. Say, God, in the name of Jesus. She just says, God will keep him. In the same manner, she starts accusing him she does not know. Say, I don't know what I did to him. Only God will judge. Can you see? An intercessor has become an accuser. All those aunties that used to put small, small word. Nothing they drop again. Is it prayer now free? <laughs> I mean, no venison to provoke. So they now become sympathizers to the mother, but actually co-accusers. You say, what? Hey, Mama Emeka, what is happening? I don't know. These young men these days, their head is not correct again. Did you see? Are you getting my point? That's it. They add it. They start piling it up, piling it up, piling it up. The only person praying for him, they have cut the person off simply by accusing the person of being a witch. I don't have enough space in my heart to feel sorry for the unbelievers. There's too many Christians to feel sorry for. So I'm not talking about the people who have not given their lives to Christ. The annoying ones are those who are supposed to be Christians. They are supposed, those are the annoying ones. The ones that are supposed to be Christians, they are supposed to know better. They are supposed to laugh at such accusations. They are the ones that are supposed to say, I beg you, forget that thing. Even if my mother was a witch, what can she do against me? Is my life not hidden in, with Christ in God? The one that is in me, is it not greater than the one that's in the world? Come on, forget it. I may have problems. The Bible says, beloved, rejoice. You can't all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Because the trial of your faith works patience. Is this not the trial of my faith? Say, listen, this is the word of God. Say, if you give your mother money, she'll carry it to Coven. Say, listen, I will not disobey God's word because I'm afraid of somebody's going to a Coven. After all, it was a lie. And if it was any infant, let's say, like I always say, like mothers also said that the mother, <laughs> she carried the pregnancy, she didn't eat you. You suck free breast, she didn't poison the thing from inside. I mean, all the times she had you choke you like this. Five minutes, you are dead meat. She left you. Now we tell you are 40. Now that you have money that she can eat, that's why she will now kill you. You serve with the grace for believer. <laughs> you believe I can't. <laughs> How can you believe it? You are the one that should tell them and say, Come, you are not serious. He said, But I dreamt. I dreamt. And I saw her in my dream. I have a question for you. If you were a witch, would you wear a mask? <laughs> Even I'm Robert agree wear a mask. Say, so The person wants to attack is my cousin. Let him not see my face. Then your mother will now show up with her face like this. You should know it's a lie. 
That is how they hold people in bondage every day. They will now be going to church. And every day they are praying. Go and check it. Nobody ever went to those prayer houses and discontinued. The same prayer they've been praying since. The enemies are not yet dead. Listen, let me tell you, in case it is you I'm talking about, don't let anybody confuse you. They are taking away people that should have been praying for you. Even if you're a Christian, people are still praying for you. Paul used to say, pray for us. Paul would say, God will not forget your work, forget the labor of love, for the one that you are showing that you minister to the saints and you are still ministering. The things you are doing as a believer, God is still counting, he's watching with the right heart. He's doing it from the right heart. It is counting. The same Paul said it. This is honor your father and your mother is the first commandment with a reward. How do people just wake up in the morning? They take the scripture, just disobey it entirely. Why? Because of self-preservation, born out of fear. Say Christmas is coming. Say that not be November with this. So. December is next. The way the days are going, this is like one. Is this that joke? Oma said, no, we just now will say Happy New Year. <laughs> he said, the way the days are going, 24 hours does not last again. He said, I'm suspecting our landlord. What I'm going to say, listen. Say, December is coming, Abby. All those of you are afraid to go to the village. If you don't want to go, don't go. I'm not saying you should go. That is, you just maybe you don't feel like going. You have work to do. You don't like the road. Anyway, but if those are the reasons, no wahala. But if you don't go because of fear of winch, let me just warn you ahead of time. Your problems will be worse in January. So get ready for fight. What did I say? This one say, now listen, when you want to when I say fight, now I mean it. You are not fighting the witch, you are fighting the fear. That this fear is not going to prevent me, I'm going. You, you make up your mind. This one, I am going. Why should fear be controlling your life? One day, a friend of mine, you know, he came to Nigeria. And because those people are abroad, you know, they hear all kinds of negative news. So he was staying in my house. So I was supposed to help him book his flight. He was returning back to the US. Then we had four flights between Lagos. Enugu and Lagos. The first flight was early in the morning, around um, 9 o'clock, 8, 9, 9. The next one was 11, one by 3, another one by 4, something like that. So I said, well, and his flight was by 9 o'clock. So I got him the 11 o'clock flight. I said, so that we won't have to hurry, you know, come and relax a bit. You don't have to hurry up in the morning. Just wake up at a relaxed time. We'll park with G's. we eat breakfast. Then by, you know, Enugu is not like Lagos, and my house is close to the airport. So that by 10, we'll start driving out. In 20 minutes, we're at the airport. We check in. You bought your flight for 11. So he said, okay. Then I called me. He said, thank you. What is the earliest flight? Ah. I said, there's one by eight. He said, book that one for me. Why now? He said, actually, he has no problem with the one he booked to, but that his wife has been on the phone. That she has a bad feeling. That he's going to miss his flight in Lagos. So he shouldn't come to Enugu again. He should, from where he is, he should rush to Lagos. Ah. So I told the woman, I said, What do you mean? I have a lot of plans, people I'm supposed to see, bank is waiting for me, this and that and that. The woman, they talk, so he now called me, said, What do I think? 
That's where I'm, this is where I'm going. I said, is it that God said you should start coming home? You know, we discuss those things. I said, it's not just your wife they fear. He said, my brother, it is fear. I said, in that case, we cannot live our lives by fear. That was how I, that's how the discussion ended. He said, what you have said is true. That I can't, that is, why do we allow fear to be dictating the decisions we make in life? That's what the Bible says. I'm going to Enugu. He finally made a compromise. That's why that's when they called me. Later, he now called me back and said, well, this is a compromise I gave her. That I would take the first flight out of town. But what I'm telling the story is that I told him simply, my brother, we cannot let fear dictate our lives. And that was what solved that problem for him. And I'm telling you today, you cannot let fear dictate your life. Fear cannot rule you. Are you getting my point? The Bible says you have been delivered, all right, from the fear of death. That's what Jesus came to do. He said because of fear, people are held in bondage all their lives. And why did Jesus come? To deliver them because of fear. Not only fear of witches, fear of poverty. There are those they have lives too. That if you don't get out of Nigeria, poverty is your portion. And they are running up and down because of fear. Let me tell you the truth. If you run away from poverty in Nigeria, it is waiting for you in America. I am not kidding about it. You don't break poverty as a believer by geographical manipulation. You want to break poverty? It's a manipulation of the heart. Look, go and ask questions. Every hostler in Nigeria is a hostler in America. That's all. The boys go Faguru, Faguru, Faguru for Nigeria. They no move. They go go America, begin Faguru again. The life no they change. The difference is the picture he's sending to you. <laughs> I'm not kidding, no. Some people see believe. I don't know how human beings. I've seen people make very stupid decisions. See, parents withdraw children in second, third year university because they are relocating to UK, relocating to the US. If you know anybody about to do that, tell the person you have found out that it is total foolishness to pay for university education when you get to the United States is one of the hardest things to do. If you don't get the scholarship. You will be working and schooling and dying. Your whole life will be, they'll be using up your life for you like this. So I tell you, listen, why do you make such foolish decisions? A child is in second year, third year, even if you must go to UK, go to America. Let that child finish. Because I know a place like the US, they don't care where you come from. Your first degree is a first degree. They don't care the label of the university. What they just wanted, okay, you say you have a first degree. Yes, where's the certificate? Where's the transcript? You give it to them. Then that's okay. Go and do our own exam. I, 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 I forgot what they call it now. Is it GRE or no? What's the other exam? The American exam for graduates? Is it GRE? You just do the GRE. Show them you went to school. Instantly, all right? Once you show them that, you can apply for postgraduates. That's the way their life is. You come in there. And they see you have an advantage instantly. But people know, many, many. The one I was still talking to my mother today, he said the boy is still parambulating. Why it became a topic of discussion, all right, is that the parents had two children, and one just died. And the other one is roaming around the world, having abandoned his engineering 
studies in Nigeria. Fear causes confusion. People can't make rational decisions again. Listen. God will prosper you wherever you are. There is no country that makes prosperity for the believer easier. My wife and I sat up with it this morning and yesterday when we were talking. So as believers, you will make up your mind that the word of God will work in my life. I will succeed by grace, not by hustle. The Lord is good. So our school of prayer, I was supposed to be praying. And we will pray. Amen? Amen? Let me just say it again. Believers, the thing that is preventing what God wants to do from coming into your life is in your life. It's not outside. Are you getting my point? The thing is inside you. It's not outside. It's not in your neighbor. It's not in your father. It's not in the witch that does not like you. Every single one of the destiny destroyers and the destiny withholders of the life or of the lives of Christians is inside them. There are no destiny destroyers outside. Are there, not, are there no enemies outside? We know now. There are. But the scripture is present, is there that has guaranteed us the truth, the success that God has said concerning our lives. And that is, I know you have enemies. So I have made an arrangement to prepare the table in their presence. That's all. Like I said all the time, we do warfare with the word of God. So when people say, you have enemies, you say, I know. So how do you know? The Bible says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Nobody outside can destroy your destiny. The man, the woman, the auntie, the uncle, whoever it is that doesn't like you cannot destroy your destiny. The only thing that destroys the destiny of believers is inside them. I wanted to preach on radio once. Israel revolted. I wanted to do a program titled War Against Destiny Destroyers. Ah, Israel looked like, ah, pastor, that one don't go good though. I said, let's do it now. So that people will tune in. Then they'll come and hear the truth. I think we should still do it too. Apostle, let me leave Israel. Maybe you'll be on my side. <laughs> we'll announce it ahead. Three days of blasting every destiny destroyer. All the things that say you will not prosper. This weekend they will die. The one knows that you didn't say all the people. <laughs> you said all the things. But they won't notice. They want to kill somebody. They won't notice. <laughs> they will not notice. Then when you, when you start, you start preaching that message you have in that book. Um, Beyond Gifts and Talents. Thank you. You start, I start preaching what I have in Beyond Gifts and Talents, in which you took the life of Samson and showed that even though he was called of God, even though an angel announced his conception, even though just like Moses, he was a beautiful child, even though he, an angel showed up to his mother, then showed up to the mother and reported to the father, then the father came and prayed and the angel returned. Dramatic arrival. Uh uh-uh. uh, check it. In the Bible, very few people were conceived like that. Very few. Samson. Even Samuel's own a prayer. There was no vision. Samuel was just there one day. My mother was praying. And then he said, You don't drink. Say, Oh God, not drink. I'm just just my agony. Ah, don't worry, God will give to you. That's all. 
The only people that I know from scripture that comes that will come to that category, Samson himself, Moses, even though we don't have a story about it, but we know Moses was in that category. John the Baptist and our Lord Jesus Christ. Of the four people we know, Samson was one of them. That should guarantee success. It should, except that in Samson's case, it did not. He had a brilliant destiny, but he had destiny destroyers inside him. He was a spoiled child. We don't want to talk about it now. And everywhere he went, there he saw a woman. Man will go on missionary visit and camp with the harlot. Pastor will go to town for crusade. For night, go and check the hotel he stayed. All those ushers in the hotel, they are not from the church. <laughs> and he actually thinks that nothing will happen. Why? He's anointed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know? I've seen it. Preachers who think because they are anointed. There's one joker in Ghana. 